everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Monday, November 6, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host as always, Brian Cruz. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Monday. I can't believe it is Monday. It's crazy. It's wild. And I don't know why this graphic does this in my ear, but you can hear me. I know you can hear me, but welcome back to Cruise Control. My lovely co-host, Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to Cruise Control. How are you doing? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How's your Monday been? Uh, not bad. So far, so good. Let's see how uh, this turns out. <laughs> Come on, it's going to be great. It's Monday. Hey, what's Hi, up, Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, it's going to be a great Monday. Come on, it's Monday. We're starting the week strong. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Got some stuff done. Met some friends or family. Got, you know, things accomplished. Had a great weekend. That's all I can say. Hey, what's up, Queen? Welcome back. Hi, Queen. Happy to have you here. And joining us back on Cruise Control tonight from Film Bet. You love them, we love them. Paul Allen Dixon, welcome back. How you doing, Paul? Welcome back to Cruise Control. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. And uh, clear as a crystal picture this time. You <laughs> can see me. You <laughs> can see you. Back to code. We made it. We made it happen. No, how you been? How's life been? I haven't talked to you a little bit. You know, the strike is is what it is. Uh, I've been keeping busy with uh, very important stuff like uh, PS5, uh, Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, <laughs> I've also been, uh, you know, working with a buddy of mine on some scripts. So hopefully, hopefully get something off the ground that way. Nice. You got to be uh, active right now, because again, this time we can't just waste it while we have it. You know, of course, bad things are happening with Hollywood right now, waiting for stuff to, like a deal to come through. We'll talk about tonight, but you got to be proactive and it's great. You're doing that. And you've been working on film. Right. That's a lot too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We're uh, hitting a bit of a, a wall, but we've talked about it tonight, how we're going to get around that wall. So there'll be more stuff coming. <laughs> nice so you gotta do keep moving forward keep moving forward thanks for being back here appreciate it appreciate it so much yeah man and also thank you and also joining us back what sorry for that <laughs> i get so excited paul i get so excited so yeah <laughs> calm down calm down Monday energy. Also joining us back on cruise control, though everybody, he's been here a few Mondays in a row. You know him too. You love him. You know IPA sessions. Everybody, check out K Jacob's show. Everybody, welcome back, K Jacob. How you doing tonight, Jacob? Hey, appreciate the hype. Thank you for the welcome. Don't calm it down. Keep it going. I love it. Thanks, guys. This is great. I'm happy to be here as a as another Monday guest. It's uh, it's been nice having these sobering moments with you guys. I really enjoy giving sober perspectives. What's up, Edward? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you here on a sober day. Sober days are good, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Doesn't have to. Be doesn't always have to be too crazy here, but we do have time and we have a fun time here on Cruise Control. Guys, on Fridays are nuts. We had a good yeah. Friday this past yeah, time. It was a good panel. Oh, you guys were great last Friday. I love the segment. It was awesome. Hey, Edward. Hey, hey, what's up, Edward? Also here, everybody. You know him, you love him too. The pet star himself. Peppy, how you doing, man? Oh, I lost my mind. All right, Peps. How you been? What's going on? Thank you, Brian. Happy to be back on Cruise Control. We are going to have a great show today because Pep Star is on. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Peppy. Thanks, Peppy. Thanks. Yeah, Peppy's happy to be here, everybody. We're, we're happy to all have you here. Happy Monday. It's going to be a great show. we got a lot to talk about, as always. And, of course, we're going to be talking about that strike update because there's not a deal yet, and maybe it'll come soon, but there's other things happening, everybody. As always, there's a lot of breaking news. Come on. All right, everybody. 
everybody, the very first thing that I want to talk about is the bear, because the bear was renewed at FX. You've been watching this, excited about before the third season is coming to FX. And it was something that I expected. Everybody expected this too. It's been doing so well, nominated for so many awards, acting, writing across the board. Excellent. FX has a huge hit, excellent show. I know Sabrina loves it too. I haven't, I've watched a little bit, but not a lot. They haven't said how many episodes the third season's going to be, but it'll probably be 10 because the first two were 10. But it's coming back. People be soaked if they love the bear. And it's something that's coming back but might be done is Curb Your Enthusiasm. It might be done. But apparently they have this conversation every time they do a season. So sometimes they have like, I think between seasons eight and nine, they have like six years in between because Larry David just goes out there and puts every idea he has on the paper at that time. And then he does the season and once it's done, he's spent, he's out of ideas. And him and HBO have a whole open door relationship. They actually said, we're generally up to Larry. If he thinks he wants to do more, we're going to do more. It's always an open invitation. And, you know, there was a rumor going around. I guess there was a tweet out there saying they're going to be done after season 12. But apparently that's just all just false. Don't believe that. It's up to Larry. There might be more. But this could be its last season. But it's always could be its last season. I guess they talk about it. It's a big joke. It's a big joke with the crew. They say if you work on Curb Your Enthusiasm, you might be working on the last season. So it's a, it's, it's an all open thing. I think it's hilarious. But four years. They'll come back season 13. It'll be fine. They could do that, too. They could come right back. But somebody that's open not invitation. taking their time coming back. What? what? <laughs> open invitation, they said. Open open invitation. But someone that doesn't, well, they, they have an open invitation, but they're not taking their time. It's House of the Dragon, because House of the Dragon is coming back this summer. Early this summer, you get the second season of the Game of Thrones spinoff. And because they shot during the strikes. That's why. They shot all summer. And you might ask yourself, how is this possible? Well, they actually had different contracts. They were under normal SAG-AFTRA contracts. They were under equity contracts in Britain. So most of the actors were under there, so they're able to keep shooting, and they avoided. They said all the scripts were written, so they shot everything for season two. They got in the can. They're ready for it to come out early summer. And people are probably excited about because that's some new content coming. I still think that it was wrong they were shooting because, you know, these actors love them are in SAG. Anyways, but you know what it is what it is? It, was, it battled through. It's like the variety contracts, too, so there's a loophole they shot it it's done it's coming that's a snafu if you ask me but snafu is coming back the ed helms project and this is something i never heard about before but it's his podcast by iHeartRadio, radio and they did one whole season and it's based off history it did great over a million downloads it won a couple awards a, a gold award for the best historic podcast a silver reward award for best writing both in the category of limited series and specials and the first season actually covered well he also hosts he's executive producer of it so it's done really well for him but the first season actually was about Abel Archer 83, the NATO military exercise that almost caused a nuclear war in November of 1983. And the second season is going to be actually taking place about the book of burglary. And this is a whole story about burglary that was revealed that J. Edgar Hoover's secret FBI agency, they got apparently eight guys busted in there. They got all this information. They stole secret documents, evaded capture, and uncovered the Bureau's most explosive and damaging secrets. And they put it all out there in blast. And Ed Helms is going through the whole story, bringing all eight guys in for the second season. They're all still alive to talk about this. And he's like, it's just a good time for him. He loves history. They're doing season two, and they're going to do season three. So if you like this, yeah, yeah, Edward. Wow. Yeah. If you like this, it's coming more snafu for you. And that's something great, but something that might scare you a little bit that maybe you also upset about is the uh, Welcome to Dairy coming because the It spinoff has been delayed. And if you knew about this, didn't know about this, they're doing a spinoff. And Muschietti, Andy Muschietti, The Flash, him and his wife Barbara have done this series. They wrote the thing. They've been directing it, putting it together. They expected to come out of Halloween of 24, but because of the strikes, because of the shutdowns, it's been pushed a year. They're hoping to get it out sometime in 2025. They haven't said exactly when. Of course, it's going to be on Max. And uh, it's a whole new channel. 
chapter, but it's actually going to be expanding on the whole it storyline between the chapters one and two of the movies. So if you like this before, uh, not familiar with Snafu Queen says, yeah, I, I wasn't either, but it sounds pretty good and held great. But if you like, you know, if you liked it, you might like this spinoff. I saw the trailer. It's out there right now. It looks all right. It's none of the original cast is coming back for this. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Hopefully it's good. But, you know, it's also one of those things that, you know, might scare people because it's, you know, it's a scary movie they're doing onto a TV show. That's all I'm saying. But something else that's just kind of upsetting to me that I keep hearing about over and over again is sexual assault. And now there's more against Steven Tyler. So apparently, allegedly, I should say, allegedly, there is a, a girl when she was 17 years old, she claimed that she was sexually assaulted by Steven Tyler. Now, this has been years ago. This is back in the summer of like 1975. This apparently went down, she was saying and she was a model with their friend, went to Manhattan. Manhattan. Her friend was supposed to get her like to meet Aerosmith there. They apparently got together. We're going for a walk down Sixth Avenue. And she said she told him something that just upset him. And that caused him to throw her into a phone booth and then apparently start groping her breasts, her buttocks, her genitals, moving up and down her clothing, rubbing himself against her and trying to hump on her. And then she said she grabbed his hair and she kicked him and then she got free and ran. And apparently she went to some hotel and he came in there too and got on her again, apparently, and was trying to hump on her again. And then after that, apparently some uh, door guy grabbed her through in a taxi in her driveway. So now she's suing him after all this time. Of course, the statute of limitations opened up in New York. So that's probably why this is going down. But she said that she's suing him for an amount that will fully and fairly compensate her for injuries and damages she allegedly suffered. And she's also seeking a jury trial over all this and this this sexual assault stuff is coming forward more and more just like russell brand another person came forward for russell brand saying that on the set of arthur now there were a lot of girls like four that came forward from 2006 2013 they said they were sexually assaulted from him not too long ago a couple months ago well this girl came forward now she gave more details and she said that she was working as an extra on the set of arthur and apparently he flashed himself naked to her in front of like some of the crew members some of the cast she apparently ran away went to a bathroom he came to the bathroom and then she said a crew member actually locked her in there with him. He sexually assaulted her and she couldn't get out until he was, you know, done. And then she said, you know, she couldn't say anything at the time because as a, she was let alone through a PA or a cast member, but she was background and she said, no one's going to believe me. They'd probably fire me if I'd say anything. She told her sister apparently after the fact and. Uh, now she finally came forward because all these allegations are coming forward and she said she wants to get her power back. So, uh, again, yeah, good for her. I mean, but this is this is what's been happening. This has happened to Russell Brand a lot. And we're going to see what these allegations, how they play out. But it's just sad to hear these things happening. I feel like all every day I feel like there's more sexual assault stuff happening. But I'd rather hear more about Christmas. And Kelly Clarkson is doing Christmas special, everybody. Not, not, I mean, Katy Perry, I mean, but Kelly Clarkson. What am I saying? Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> my mind. I'm thinking about Russell Brand, thinking about, <laughs> you know, it's all meshing together, but, but Katy Perry is not doing it. Kelly Clarkson is doing her Christmas in Rockefeller Center for NBC special. She's been there for like 20 years. That should be hosting. A lot of breaking news happening, everybody. I mean, I like the good. I like to the good, but there's always the bad and breaking news. So a lot for us to talk about. And this is your first time here on Cruise Control or your 18th millionth time. This is that time we like to give everybody a minute on the clock, talk about the breaking news, let them break down all their hot takes and tell us what they think about the news. Everyone gets a chance. Give my panel the best time. Everybody ready for what I have to call? Some hot takes. Let's get it. Hot takes. <laughs> Hot 
Alright, it's time for some hot takes. And who's gonna have that man on the clock race that bomb and who'll get to say everything before the bomb goes off. So let's go over to Kay Jacob first because he's he's talking about how he's been here for so many Mondays. Kay Jacob, are you ready for your hot takes? I am, I am. Let's do this. I'm gonna do something different tonight, but I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, here we go. Hot takes in three, two, one, hot takes. I'm gonna spend this moment talking about ed helms new podcast uh it was his new season as a fellow podcaster i just find this all uh interesting because there are so many podcasts out there that do the same fucking thing and have been doing the same there's literally a, a podcast show called weird weird history that has been on for years uh and i just find it fascinating nothing against ed helms i, I like him as an actor but like you have these big conglomerate uh medias come in and they get these new podcast shows that are just doing the same shit that has been out there for 10 years years and on top of that uh they sometimes take away like because they have money they can buy titles off of other uh podcasters and they're like oh sorry we have this domain now and it's like well bro i've had this show for 10 fucking years doesn't matter so i am a little iffy about that like if you're a fan great whatever it's it's not a big deal i just no one really talks about this and it, and it blows my mind that like you have a-list celebrities doing whatever they want uh getting paid to do it and you have hard-working podcasters like myself out there busting our ass <laughs> you can do that, KJ. I, I, I like you, right? Ed Helms, honestly, I love him, and I think this is a great idea. I didn't even know about this podcast, but a lot of celebrities are doing this. Happened during yeah. the strike, especially with um, with all of Strike Force listen, Five. Shows get a lot of attention; they get a lot of viewerships, and it's it's to me, it's a bit unfair. Oh. Hey, that's the world we live in, and whatever, it, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen. A podcast is a huge form, uh, media format now, so I expect to see this more and more. I just find it aggravating at times when they're doing a show that's very similar to literally three other shows that have been doing this independently and as a fellow independent artist, I like to respect other indie artists that should at least get recognition yeah. for this stuff. And who knows how uh, it came about. I'll look into it more. Maybe it came about that way. Great if it did. If not, I'm kind of disappointed. But nothing against yeah. Ed Helms. He's a working actor. Go for good for him. I love okay, that Helms. To be clear, that was not hot takes at all. Um, can you guys uh, in the chat let us know if there's still problems with Brian's microphone or my microphone? Yeah, it might have been a graphic thing or something like that. Uh, Stephen Tyler, Tyler deserves a lump of coal, yeah, I would say. <laughs> does, does the mic sound good, everyone? Are we? Can we... Every, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to put that back up. That yeah. was from a minute ago. Oh. oh, I'm pushing buttons too over okay, here. That's well, why don't you do it? I'm making my hands off. Hands off. Hands off. Can you everybody hear me okay here? You can hear me, Kay Jacob, Paul? I hear you great. Yeah. Okay. Maybe some weird's happening. All right. Well, Paul's back. So right, I'm going to go to Paul next for Paul's hot takes here because, you know, why not? Throw it at him right now. Paul, what do you think? Are you ready for some hot takes and everything that just went down today? I was born ready. Let's do it. Yes. Okay, here we go. Hot takes in three, two, one. Hot takes. Okay, uh, going off of, I'm going to just combine the two sexual accusations. Uh, if either one of them are guilty, they should be put behind bars. If they're innocent, they should be proven in the court of law. Uh, I have nothing else to add beyond that. Uh, as far as House of the Dragon come back, I'm very excited for that. I uh, never had listened to Ed Helms podcast, so I can't really give any information about that, but I love Ed Helms. Curb Your Enthusiasm going away would be super sad because I love Larry David, but at the same time, it's been on for a long time, so that would, wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, trying to think what else uh, we talked about. Um, no, what was before that? What was before that? Katy Perry. Uh, the Bear. The bear. The bear. I love the bear. 
I am in season two, haven't finished it because I don't want it to end. Uh, <laughs> oh God, it, it's, it's so hard to remember everything. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. I got it, got it. Uh, uh, Russell Brand, fuck you. You got most of them, I would say. You got most of them. Hey, it was pretty good. <laughs> Oh, the music. Oh. Hey, at least you had hot takes, Paul. At least you had hot takes. That's yeah, the finish. Get some hot takes. That's true. K. Jacob skipped the hot, take, hot takes in, entirely for a, a one-minute chat on what he thought about Ed Helms. Yep. No, what about podcasts? Okay, podcasts. Spurned by Ed Helms. There you go. But we'll see what Sabrina does for her hot takes. Everyone does have a podcast now, including us idiots. So Every, yes, every, Sabrina, everybody, <laughs> everybody podcast. For, hot takes. Come on, Sabrina. Right there. <laughs> Sabrina, you ready for your hot takes? Uh, I, man, yep. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hot takes. Uh, since nobody wants to talk about the bear, uh, it's one of the best shows on television. It is about, uh, it's about a restaurant, basically. It's about a uh, restaurant business. And um, uh, Jeremy Allen White is amazing. And Queen, you had said in the chat uh, that uh, something about, is it, a, is it a show about um, nature? No, it's not. The bear comes from a nickname from their family and also the Carmi, who is Jeremy Allen White, also uh, his nickname. It's an amazing show. You should check it out. It's fucking dope. It's on Hulu. House of the Dragon, not super you know, worried about it. Don't really give a shit. I'll probably watch it because it's coming out. Snafu, never heard of of this podcast before but i'm willing to check it out like at home welcome to dairy not really my thing uh i you know I, I when i was little it scared the fucking piss out of me so i'm not super into it um but i probably let's be clear probably will watch it steven tyler and russell brand can kindly go fuck themselves actually not kindly just go fuck yourself and uh i really like what um someone said in the comments about a lump of coal and it's stopping okay because we're now we're going to christmas right kelly clarkson um i had no idea that she was even old enough for it to be 20 years but good for her she's totally perfect for christmas <laughs> <laughs> See, Sabrina got it. She got them all. She got them all. I mean, all. you didn't really give me much competition. I kind of felt like I could wax poetic for a minute there. I wasn't even worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was great. I would think it was great. That's some hot takes, everybody. A lot of breaking news going on. Appreciate you all talking about that. And of course, some other big breaking news before we go into our main topics today is, of course, the SAG after strike is still going down. Oh. And you may be wondering, like, how long we'll be talking about this. Well, hopefully not much Thank longer. Thank you, Edward. <laughs> Thanks, Edward. <laughs> hopefully not much longer. But, 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 AMPT put P, AMPTP put forward their last best and final offer they said for sag after on saturday and that was a response to sag after after they gave like a response the following saturday or the previous saturday and they had a whole ai talk on wednesday and they expected the it all to be covered and they said ai is covered completely the best ever you're never going to have better ai coverage in the world and sag after is like eh, it's it's not quite right yet there's some loopholes and so they put a statement out that they need time to go through their lawyers and figure this out the same thing happened with the writers back when they were going through this you got the same deal. Best, we're ever going to stop. Or this is your last chance ever. They did the same thing to them. They did to the actors. They did to their day. And now the actors said, we got to go through some of this AI stuff, figure that out. And they actually were talking about meeting tonight. And they want to have a meeting ASAP, virtual meeting to talk about this and then figure something out. So they didn't sign this deal. The seal's not set in stone. 
AMPTP has not said they're walking away right now. Hopefully it's something by tomorrow there's a big update. But I, I hate this whole last best and final offer thing they throw out here. I think it's just, it's rude. It's also like, it's aggressive and it's also a lie because you're going to eventually come back and they could, they could wait until January. That could happen, but I doubt they will because they want to be able to start January after the holidays and get people back to work and start getting content out there for you. But I don't know. We want to talk about this briefly. Sabrina, do you believe this is the last best and final offer? Or do you think they will take some time, work this out in the past couple of days and get a deal and be done with this? First of all, thank you, Queen. I appreciate you. Um, second, uh, yeah, it kind of it sounds like an ultimatum, but they did the same thing with the writers. Um, so what happened was then the writers countered and then they accepted that deal. So um, it's 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 just shitty to go about negotiating that way and being basically like if you don't take this you can go fuck yourself so i i don't i don't appreciate the way that they're handling it in that respect at all the language is really unnecessary um i do appreciate the fact that sag is not kind of rolling over um because this is it's a huge precedent being set, especially with AI. You know, all the other stuff is, is you know, whatever, an 11% raise, a 9% raise, a set, whatever. Like AI is something that is going to affect the industry for a very long time. And I appreciate that they're, you know, holding fast and, and trying to do the right thing for everybody involved. Um, and, you know, a lot of it, as we had said before, like, you know, in, in George Clooney's contracts, obviously, like there's there's language, you know, that he cannot be someone that's a victim to that. But any person who does background, any day player actor, you know, the people who it matters more for, the people who need the work more is who it's going to affect the most. You know, so I, I appreciate the negotiating committee for looking out for the little guy. Um, I feel like it doesn't happen that often in this industry. And so I'm thankful for that, even though it you know really sucks and people are hurting you know it just it's it's awful but at the same time for the amount of time i've said this before that we've been on strike i really really think that it would be quite a shame to to just give in now it would all be for nothing it would be for not so uh i i appreciate what they're doing i hope that sag gives them a counter offer uh because you know they said that it's not quite there yet and i hope that we can end this soon yeah, me too. I agree. I, I I think that the counter, it'll probably be the same thing. Writers went through the same thing as Spring was saying. It'll probably be the same deal. They'll do like the final fine print stuff. And then hopefully AMPTP accepts that. Uh, we move on with their day. We get back to work. That's the hope. Kay Jacob, are you that, you know, you think that's going to happen? Are you that, you know, believing in this, that a deal is coming sooner? Or do you think they're going to walk away? Uh no, uh, nothing's. I, I agree a lot with what Sabrina just said. And uh, just a cheap plug here on my podcast just last week, I put out a special update episode about specifically the current SAG strike, the WGA deal, what it all means, where we are, uh, right, and where we are right now with everything. Uh, and Hayden Hebert, who is a strike captain for SAG, he's been at the WB lot. He says something that uh, I think sums it all up. He says the AMPTP is just like the drunk dude at the bar who goes up to a girl, delivers a cheap pickup line, gets rejected, then literally turns to her best friend and delivers the same pickup line. Like <laughs> They have yeah, no man. class. They've got no maneuvering and they're just repeating themselves. So like, this is what the first final offer. There's going to be three more. That's exactly yeah. what they did with the WGA. They have literally been mirroring everything that they've been doing with the WGA. It's, it's aggravating. It's annoying. And it's extremely unnecessary. Like just get us the deal. And I know, I know they want this deal to go through. I know that they're going to at least 
accept a counter offer or start working on some more counter offers with what SAG gives back because SAG ain't accepting this. I just don't see that happening. But I do see SAG looking at it and putting out counter offers. We need those AI protections. They're an absolute necessity. And honestly, you guys do need better uh, employment uh financial uh, gains you need better um, what's the word i'm looking for um residuals residuals yeah residuals. big thing it's it's a big thing and it, it goes a long way especially for the working actors you know the people that you see as the mom in a show that's a working actor it's not george clooney <laughs> like it's these people it's that not. you like it's that guy that girl like it's who i see all the time like oh i'm a fan of that person can't remember their name for shit but i love all the shows when i see them pop up they're hilarious like that's who we're fighting for as well as the stand-ins the um the background is a major issue because the background is it's just it's dying out and with ai it will be officially killed and i just think that's hey sabrina fair <laughs> you're waving. You're waving. I, you you're waving. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt him, but I wanted to say something. I put my hand up. Apparently, Peppy acknowledged me, but we're we're not on a four shot to the to the people in the in the in the viewing audience. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> we weren't in a four shot, but I was doing this. I was like, ooh, ooh me, me, me. I know that they do want to deal because there's already productions in pre-production slowly work starting to happen, uh, happen and pop up. Oh yeah, like, Things are going into work. So they're not going to do that if they don't want this strike to continue. Like they know. So they're, they're going to cave. The MPTP has to cave. They're just a bunch of fucking lawyers anyway. They're not actual it, producers. They will, they will eventually cave and it'll, we'll get a deal. I think it'll be very soon. The fact that we got this close right now, I think we're, we're almost, I think we're almost there. Uh, I'm, I'll have Paul, you there? I, I know I see your little emotion. I, I am. Unfortunately, my camera did the same thing it did last time. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to hard line. I'm just going to hard line in next time. I, I don't want to okay. happen again. Uh, it's all good. What do, you, what do you think about this, Paul? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so being an actor, I, I'm, I'm just really tired I, I'm so tired of, of having to deal with AMPTP because they, uh, I think you, you said it best, you know, it, it, it's just been, um, <laughs> it's just been terrible. And I don't, uh, I don't believe that they are really going in to negotiate with good faith. I think they're going in to posture and just, you know, look like they're doing something and that, that it's it's so frustrating like you said and, and it's just like i don't i i don't know what to do at this point i just kind of throw my hands in the air and just say look i, I don't know when this is going to end but i know that that sag afra shouldn't take a shitty deal that's that's yeah. the thing that comes it comes down to uh because this is the future of the industry and if ai is utilized in the way that they want to use it, it the career's done and i just I don't understand the mentality of these people in these high up positions being okay with this because we have, there's so much uh, that the writers, actors, and directors, and IATSE, we, we, we are the industry. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, you don't have us, <laughs> you don't have anything. So I don't know. It's, it's really just frustrating. I think that's what it comes down to. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if it'll end. I, I, I thought, I, I thought at the end of the WGA strike, oh, that's a good sign. You know, the SAG strikes right behind the corner and now we're still here, you know? So who knows? I know. And I have people that, 
the same bullshit by people talking to me too, being like, oh, I had somebody the other day talking to me about Fran being like, well, she just needs to get it just to settle. And I'm like, it's not about settling at this point. It's a matter about like doing what's right. We oh. wasted like so much of the year, like yep. battling this thing right now. It's like, if we just take a shitty deal, what was the point of all of it? Like everyone suffered so much to get here. We have to have this AI thing locked down and we have to get a better deal because everybody else got it. Why can't we get it at this point? Right. If you're going to get everybody else's, you know, these securities about AI, we deserve to have the same thing. You see big celebrities suing over AI already. We talked about Scarlett Johansson the other day. It's like people are suing about it right now. You have to cover your talent. And if you don't, we're going to be, we're going to be fucked in the next couple of years. We just will. By the time the next contract comes around, it's got to be dealt with now. It has to be. Yeah. So, and, and they've also did an estimate. I don't know where I saw this, but an estimate of how much money it would take to cover the costs of what they're being asked of. And yep. it's like 2% of the earnings and, that they make per year. I think it's, it's, less, I think it, it's nothing. Yeah. I think it's less than that, actually. Yeah. Just, just yeah. make it happen. It's nothing for them. And they've, and it sounds like they've gotten somewhere with the residuals and with the actual like raises per year because they're not really talking about that. They're just talking about the AI now at this point. So hopefully all that stuff's worked out and there's just some weird, you know, verbiage in that contract that gives the ANPTP a loophole that we don't want. So if we if we can figure that out, and maybe it's minor stuff, we'll put that out there and then we'll we'll have that deal and we'll move on. The thing I, I think the thing Come that on. MPTP. Thanks, All guys. right, Peppy. Um, I, I think the thing is, like, um, as Edward was saying, like, the studios want to keep their money. Sure, like, of course, like, um, every, every, you know, rich person or greedy person, like, wants to not share the wealth. Like, that's, you know, a tale as old as time, unfortunately. Um, the thing is, is, like, this is uncharted territories. Like, the whole streaming thing has recently come about, and we have had a few contract negotiations since then, but none of them really addressed it. Um, and now this AI thing is huge. It's something that can affect everything forever. Like, what's Queen saying right now? Do you think that they'll use CGI to replace, you know, That's all the actors? But the thing is, is someone's still, still going to have to be the voices of those actors. So, I, I don't, there's not, there couldn't, there can't be a situation where the ANPTP doesn't settle and there are no actors anymore. It's just not possible. You know what I mean? Like it's not a thing unless you're going to move forward in a perfect. I was just going to say in a perfect world, they would not have humans working on anything. They would just, it would just be movies that are manufactured by them with no actors and they don't have to pay anybody. That's what they want. Right, but yeah. that's not a thing. Like the a, the the AI currently is not good enough it's, to do that. First of all, right, but that's why they're trying to do this now. So then later on, they can fuck everybody. You know what nip, I mean? Nip it in the bud. Um, yep. Yep. So skip it. Essentially, like we're up against. I mean, you know, if the little things like residuals or whatever, like people, I think people are like, you know, that don't understand it or whatever, are. Um, not super uh thrilled about even like that being a, a contentious thing but like you know the whole thing is is that they're using you and, and and showing you over and over and over again and even though you did the job one time like that doesn't mean that they could use it forever so like you get a cut of that and this happened i think it was like in the 60s actually during a strike also the residuals showed up but um the thing is uh that residuals on streaming networks like i had a part on bosch okay i got a ton of residual checks the other day. My checks for Nickelodeon, which is famously the lowest residuals you will get, were close to $100. And my checks for Bosch were $0.65 cents and $1.62. 
buy two checks from Bosch. My Disney checks were $94 and $126. My Nickelodeon checks were $170 and $115. Like, they're ridiculous. And by the way, that Nickelodeon job and that Disney job, I did 10 years ago. The Bosch job, I did three years ago. So the way that they are judging residuals currently on streaming services is ridiculous. You know, and for people now that it's such a big thing and that people are watching these streaming services more than they're watching network television, like it's just, it's the whole, and Fran said this in the very first time, the, the business model has changed yes. and you can't accept the same contract when the whole business model has changed. And so the, it, it all needs to change. And that's why it's been so long and so hard for everybody because if it doesn't happen now, it, the future is 100% fucked for everyone. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, there's rumors going around that in June, IATSE and uh, the uh, Transpo Union are going to strike. So let's yes. just... There's uh, my union. Yep, it's, yeah. it's out there. I mean, There's yeah. the thing. We want this deal to go through. And unlike what's happening right now with the AMPTP mirroring the same shit with the DGA, we're hoping that when it comes our time for negotiations in July of 2024 and June of 2024, that we can just approach them and be like here's what we want here's the deal it's fair maybe some back and forth negotiating but like knock this shit out within a week or two no need for a strike but right. yeah. if they don't want to fucking do that then we'll just go into a fucking strike again we're already broke yeah. and we're only going to be brian, back to work within, what maybe three months like fuck brian you. made a, a really good point about that though he said that ai doesn't affect you guys like it does the actors or writers so i feel like you would be much, it would be easier for you guys to get what you want also I yeah know. i think and it will be goal. No. that's the goal no one wants to go yeah. to another strike that's the goal is that I, this I, I will say everyone and the fair compensation so that we get fair compensation yeah yeah what were you gonna say paul oh i was gonna say there was a there was an article about uh Oh man, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. I was I was Sorry. so intrigued with what you were saying. I was so intrigued. <laughs> Maybe I'll yeah. come up later. It's gone. I would hope that the uh, that I see if that does happen at that point, they've gone through enough strikes. They're like, okay, uh, we we know how to deal with this at this point. We'll give them a good deal. We'll start negotiating super early. We'll get this done and just nipped in the bud, and we'll have to worry about it. I would hope so, especially after everything that's happened this past year. I don't think anybody wants another strike next summer, and I think that we will get a deal soon. I hope. I don't think they're gonna wait till January. That's some people are saying. They're like, oh, they're gonna walk away till January. I hope not. But we have no idea that point hopefully it comes soon everybody gets back to work they'll make the deal in december just in time for the holiday where there'll be no production so yeah you'll come back in january but the deal might get through in december i mean that's what they're gonna fucking do that's what they're planning i mean it's 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 right there it's obvious Pepe's very upset about this too. Pepe's so upset about it because he wants it done. He wants it done. We gotta get well we got a lot to talk about tonight so everybody it's time to get into it come on It's time to get into it. And the first thing I want to talk about is a little story called Godfall. And this is a movie that's going to be developed, or actually a TV series developed by Ron Howard. Now, this is kind of cool. I, I saw the idea for this. We like to talk about projects that are coming on the show. And apparently there's a bidding war over the rights for this novel that came forward uh, by Van Jensen. And everyone was going nuts about this Godfall series. And it's the first of many books. There was 10 companies fighting for it. Ron Howard's company got it. And now he's going to direct the series itself. And he's going to produce it. It's a huge, huge, ginormous 
dead alien that lands down there in their in their in their city. So as it crashes down, people are like, oh, that's a three mile tall alien here. And this red state farm town turns into a top secret government research site and major metropolitan area flooded with soldiers, scientists, bureaucrats, spies, criminals, conspiracy theorists and even a murderer. So I heard about this and I was like, this is kind of a fucking cool idea. And if Ron Howard's all about this, they had a bidding war about this. I'd imagine this could be a really cool series moving forward. Yeah, man, I'd be down for this. I'm a big sci-fi nerd, though. I mean, we were just talking off air to Paul. I'm a huge Trekkie fan. So like anything sci-fi, I'm here for. And uh, I actually never heard of this book series. And having you know done some research on it, it sounds really fascinating. I'd be down to even read the books and then check out the show. And also, it's Ron fucking Howard. Like, come on. Apollo 11, he can do space. He can do sci-fi. I'm here for it 100%. Yeah, I don't think he's just. uh, Hopefully, it's like either uh, I was gonna say HBO, but I guess it's Max now. So either Max or Paramount, because those two seem to be the only ones, in my humble opinion, that have done book series appropriately. I mean, I can see it going to Apple though as well. I feel like Apple's trying to do stuff left and right. You know, I like Apple, but I haven't seen them do anything based off a book that I'm aware of. But I do like Apple; they've been pretty good. Yeah, Apollo 13, Sabrina said. Yeah, he was involved with that. Um, But I I think that I thought it was Apollo 11. My bad. Yeah, but I think, I mean, the, the idea of like a giant alien, it changed. I mean, everyone's talking yeah, about aliens the, the these day days, the too. Classic fucking 50s sci-fi, uh, halfway decent funny remake with Keanu Reeves in the early 2000s. But like, that's what it reminds me of. But like a more story around it, like it's dead. Like, what does that mean? Like, how do you go about this? Like, how do you do this giant story arc? And it sounds really fascinating with what they're implying. Like it's in a red state. You got all kinds of crazy shit happening. Like it's sounds to me like it's about humanity being like where this giant dead alien come from and it makes them have a crisis of faith i find that interesting you know yeah. in the red states you fuck with their religion they go nuts and it would change you're right it would change everything the way people looked at the world you have a giant alien just crash down honestly it would drive people nuts it would they would lose their philosophy they would change the way they look at the world it would just change everything how they look at each other it's right. it's a good idea i think and that's probably why people are having a bidding war over it and of course ron howard's like let's make this happen ron howard makes uh, yeah didn't yeah, didn't make solo yeah ron howard oh, didn't make solo he, excellent. he excellent. picked it up he picked the scraps up i should say of solo because before they had to reshoot like a bunch of stuff but yeah, so what do you think about this, Paul? Great. Yeah, yeah. But what do you think about this, Paul? Is this the series you would watch moving forward? Well, I wanted to point out something. Uh, you said you weren't sure about a series being made from a book, Kay, uh, as far as like uh, from Apple Plus, uh, Silo, yeah. which is a science oh, yeah, Silo. novel. Oh, yes, Silo. Yeah, yeah, Silo was, was on excellent. Apple I Plus. loved it. Yes, yes. I, I was a big fan of that one. Uh, as far as the series go, hell yeah. Uh, I'm reading Tommy Knockers from Stephen King right now. I've never read it before. And if it's anything like that, I'm in. Uh, I I am also excited about the fact I I come from a red state. I'm from Alabama. So anything that challenges the people from a red state uh, on their religion, I'm all about. (laughs) Because I grew up from there. I'm from there. And I know what it's like to kind of have your brain washing, uh, no, no offense to anybody that's religious, but the, the, I come from a place where tongue speaking was normalized. And I just, I don't know what, what is that? What are we watching? Great. I'm from Louisiana. I feel you, man. That Bible belt shit. It, it's fucking nuts. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. So no one's <laughs> I can't escape no, it. 
I got kicked out of a house because I said I didn't like Alabama football. I don't like football at all. <laughs> to be fair, those are fighting words. They came after you. They came yeah, after you. I got kicked out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this is a good idea, though. Honestly, it could be a great series. Ron Howard really doesn't do TV, though. Uh, and more and more directors are kind of going that way. Actors are going that way. And maybe it's just something that he just yeah. caught his eye that much. He's like, let's just make this happen. Yeah. Sabrina, what do you think about this? Is something you would watch? Can you imagine Ron Howard directing the whole series? Or you think he'd probably just do a couple episodes and then hand it off to somebody else? Oh, great question. Um, I'm sure he's going to executive produce it. Um, how many you know he chooses to direct i think is up to absolutely direct the first one because that is where all of the money is um but i feel like i don't know i feel like uh this is definitely a fun topic if there was a bidding war like you said earlier like i feel like this is it's probably really good content um i'm not familiar with the story of the books you know or anything but you know it totally sounds interesting and if you're gonna have something like this and not have like a complete unknown to like be super artsy and craftsy and like explore weird shit i think you should have a fucking huge vet like ron howard like why not you know what i mean i feel like it's uh i feel like it's probably the best case and oh my god hilarious are you kidding with that picture um i feel like it's probably best case scenario for this uh and i'm sure the author uh is you know thrilled that this is the way it worked out um i'm it's just i i know that this is stupid because what else could we talk about? But like with nothing happening in Hollywood, I still find it so interesting that they keep announcing projects all the time. All the We're time. To They're like, but well, wait, there's more. <laughs> Well, that's Don't the thing, worry. too. It's, it's like this. It's like there, there's a lot of podcasts that are adapting. We've been talking about that, too. And then book series and people are just buying it up because they need ideas. At least they're different ideas. You know, we've been talking about reboots and remakes and redos and all I'll, that. I'll take, At least that's, these are true. Original. that's true. Yeah. I'll yeah. Books oh, over remakes. So, uh, I want to point yeah. out the queen. Queen pointed out. Uh, yeah. Tongue speaking. The tongue speaking. People. So it's called speaking in tongue. And that's that's what it's called. And it sounds Freak like tall. just gibberish. It's just uh, that's what they call it, though. Speaking in tongue. I, I probably said it wrong, but uh, that's yeah. look it up. As, it's scary. I like to call it showing off. <laughs> yeah, it's called showing off and, yeah. and trying to trying to be special. Whatever. <laughs> trying to be special. Yeah. I like Sometimes it. They like, to, they like to shake and convulse on the floor like they've had a seizure. Oh, that's the best. Yep. I'm also just excited about this in general. I think Ron Howard is a talent and he does pick up the pieces for things sometimes and make them beautiful like Solo, even though Solo didn't do as well. I think that he added an element to it. And I think that something like this, he just helms the whole thing. It could be a great series. And it's original. And of course, it's about aliens. And I love watching shows about aliens. It's one of my, my guilty pleasures, you know. And Edward was saying we have alien bodies. There might be alien bodies in the government. Who knows? Uh, oh, I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, dude, Area 51. Come on, man. Who knows? Come on, really Come knows. on man. We don't know yet. Nobody knows. The 90s. We know this. <laughs> yeah, we know it's out there. Very underrated director. He's 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 yeah. done some great stuff and not so great stuff. But I, I I think for the most part we can all agree he's one of the better directors out there. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna so, kill it on this project. I'd like yeah. to see him do yeah. a series just because it's something new from him that I haven't seen. Yeah, that I'm aware of. Has he done any television before? I don't think so. I don't I think not like well, this. I he acted, but I haven't seen him direct. So no, no, like directing. That. I feel like he has, but I can't think off the top of my head of what that would be. <laughs> I, I think not, he, I don't think he's actually that would indicate his like return to TV. 
in a yeah, way. Yeah, you're right. Even though Hell, I'd be happy to see him actually fine. act. That'd be dope too. It, yeah, it, it boy, would be he, cool. He Make a little appearance. Development and hear him. Right. I was going to say that. Just so great in Rest of so great. Oh, I guess that's a TV show. Yeah, he probably directed some of that. He was probably involved. You know, he's directing episodes here and there, but he's like the show on camera in a couple of episodes for that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for Ron Howard coming to TV to develop a whole series based off this bestseller called Godfall. So hopefully it's a great series. It's moving forward. He's helming it. I can't wait to see it. This came out. It's the story of Priscilla <laughs> and Elvis's love, but it sounds like it's a different take, of course, because we just had Elvis come out before, and you know everyone was going crazy about Boz Lerman's whole story. It was you know it was rock and roll and juking and jiving and all that, moving and shaking, shaking those hips and all that. But this seems like this is more about the man and and you know and and what he was actually like. And apparently, if you know, this is based off of Priscilla's whole memoir that she put out there, and it's supposed to actually be her story documenting what her time was like with. Elvis when she actually met him to actually the early days in their marriage and their whole life together. But, 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 but Lisa Marie Presley, before she passed away, came forward and was being like, I think this is wrong. And she was really upset this came forward. There were some emails came out to Variety recently this past week, and they actually, all the topic, her talking about this, talking to Sophia Coppola about the whole project, who was helming it, directing it, she wrote it, and she actually adapted the memoir into this. And she said about the whole project, she said that it's just shockingly vengeful, she's saying about her, her adaptation of it. She's talking about how this is not the father that she knew. That it comes across, he comes across as a predator and he's manipulative. And that she doesn't like to see this. And she doesn't, she thought like she'd be fine with her mother about it. I mean, this is before she died. She thought she'd be fine with her mother about it, fighting with her about it. And that she didn't believe this should be happening and that she's really changing the perception of the king. And this wasn't the man that she knew. This 1985 memoir, though, says a little bit different. And there's also some stuff they've been talking about, like, you know, there's in the trailer, if you watch it, he throws a chair at her, and that's some controversy that happened, did not happen. And she's trying to say, Lisa Marie was saying before she passed away, that this is not right. There's a lot of things miscued from here. Uh, when she read the script, she's like, this is not this is not the man that I know. And she said, I will be forced to be in a position where I will have to openly say how I feel about the film. I saw the trailer. It looks pretty interesting. It's does show a different side of the king like he's just trying to tell her how to wear how to dress how to you know have her eyeliner on to the point of like how to be able to be the best wife for him it's a24 again it's a24 and a24 likes to do these kind of gritty kind of films we talked about that before so i think they're just trying to do a different take on it especially because how big elvis was and is it all right is it all factual probably not there's got to be some liberties taken that's what happens every time but if you have this inner turmoil in the family like i'm surprised this got made i'm, I'm just shocked that's what i put out to the group are, are you surprised this got made sabrina no, no, definitely not. Um, especially because it's based on uh, Priscilla Presley's book. You know what I mean? It's not like Sofia Coppola was just like, you know what? I'm just going to figure some shit out and like put this out there because I feel like it. Like it's based on her book. And I feel like she's capitalizing on the timing of the Elvis biopic. Um, yes, Edward Hyde, they were absolutely underage when uh, they started dating. Um, you know, th things were a, a little bit you know, different back then, but uh, I don't queen. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, but I, you know, I don't think that matters. And I, I know a lot of people were upset uh, on the the Elvis movie that like no one shed light on the fact that 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 was the case or whatever. But um, made him very painted a great picture of him. Yeah, which you know, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I, she 
is an executive producer on the project. Priscilla Presley is. Um, and she's worked very closely with Sofia Coppola to create this project. And so I think that it is, I mean, if, if she's okaying everything, it has to be close enough to what she feels is reality, whether it's the truth or not. Because let's be clear, there's always two sides to every story. The, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So how she felt, how he felt, how Lisa Marie felt, all three different three different takes on, on one reality. And the reality is none of their takes. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. Um, I will say this. Lisa Marie was nine when he died. Um, I don't really know how much you could remember in nine years of, of your life. Like, how do you know how your father treated your mother? How do you know what's real and what's not? What's perception? What was, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure... I have very strong memories from that age. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I feel like for her to, you know, go against her mother who who lived that life as an adult, as opposed to like memories you have as a nine year old, you know, it's it's probably less accurate than she felt. And I just I just don't I think she loved her father very much and she wished she had more time with him and she doesn't want him to be painted in a poor light. That being said, I know I didn't read the book. I know nothing about what it says. I don't know what's true and what's not true. I'm just saying, you know, as a daughter of someone, you hold your parents in high regard and you don't want, you know, it's I mean, it's like a parent protecting their child, a child protecting their parent. It's the same thing. And I, I think that she's just trying to do that in, in whatever way that, that she can. And there's also like of course, you know, Lisa Marie wasn't alive when their marriage Very started, true. you know, so there's also that. She was. They got married. Uh, they got married. I think I think she was it was like nine months or eight months or something before he passed away. When they got married. When when when. Yes. When, when Priscilla were, and, and Alvis got married. Yeah. But I'm saying when their relationship started, though, she was. Oh, alive, yeah. No, you no, know no, what I mean? No. And this is about the early like how they were. He's going to the, the, the house and like the father in the trailer is like, why do you want to date my daughter? And like the early beginnings, the, the blossoming of that relationship, I should say, it's like she wasn't around for the conception of it. And so, like, who knows what that relationship was like? It may be adapted and it changed. I just think it's good to have a different perspective, too. You're getting like from her because everybody paints the king in a certain way and everyone not perfect but you know as you're right as a daughter you're probably just like this i don't want to see my father kind of like slandered like this but maybe he was like that you know who, who would know better than priscilla i don't know kate jacob what do you think about this do you think that this is something that it, uh you shocked the family let this move forward there's kind of in the inner turmoil and do you think there actually is like probably stuff that lisa marie doesn't know uh, I, I think going off of what Sabrina said, um, yeah, to Lisa Marie, he may have been an amazing father. She had him for nine years. Uh, but to Priscilla, it could be completely different. You know, we don't know uh, other than her book. And if her mom's fine with it, then cool, make the movie or whatever. I was raised on Elvis. Like I grew up listening to Elvis. I also grew up listening to Michael Jackson, Jerry Lewis. Uh, I don't really have room to speak on the musicians that I grew up listening to because they're all a bit tainted now. So yeah, it, it it's is very crazy. true. You start uh, breaking so kinda, that down and I putting that believe, category. Yeah. Right. So like at this point, I kind of believe Priscilla, like if she says he was weird and abusive about things and just controlling, sure. Why not? She lived it. Uh, and and yeah. she didn't really say a whole lot of negative things about him. No, uh, she just was kind of straightforward. It seems so. I, yeah, uh, I'm cool. To and watch the fact she's still it, like, why not? She's still like, he was loving my life. That's why she didn't remarry after that. She's like, who could fill the shoes of Elvis? Like, who can I marry that is Elvis? And so she didn't remarry. She just like, that was it for her. So there was a lot of love there, but there, not every relationship's perfect. But I'm still I, I'm still surprised, though, that there's any turmoil that this happened before Lisa Marie passed away. And they it was it's coming out more and more that she was so against this movie after they were so on board with the you Elvis, the Laz Berman one. 
you said that she said it seems vengeful to her. So like, yes. is she really mad at Sofia Coppola and this film being made, or is she actually just more mad that her mom never told her how she felt about her dad? That like, could be it too. That's what I'm that really getting. Could be. It's like, I think she's really just more upset. And it's also like your mom wrote this book in the eighties. You could have fucking read it. Like, yeah. You could have <laughs> talked to her then open a goddamn dialogue. Like, come yeah. on. Like Thank that's you, how Queen. family dynamics work. You open a fucking dialogue. You talk about this shit. Yeah, you have to. It is what it is. Uh, Like my my parents are divorced, but I know they each love me and they each talk to me and I understand how they feel about one another because we opened a fucking dialogue. Yeah. And they should have done that. I mean, it should be. It's sad. It's really sad. Well, what do you think about this, Paul? Are you surprised? Like, uh, this is moving forward. You kind of agree that this is just one of those things that we're getting a different take and the mother, it's her story. So we should hear her story. Well, I don't know if anyone else has seen the movie, but I did go see it a couple of days ago. And oh, nice! Oh, wow! That yeah, I I felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, it just came out at the beginning when he was uh, when he was wooing her. We'll say I was going to say grooming, but yeah, he was grooming. You can say grooming. It it felt like grooming, and I at the end of the movie, I was just like, I looked at uh, my friend who came with me. I was like, so we're just going to ignore he groomed her, or. <laughs> like, and, and I look, and you know, no matter what movie. you can say, it, yeah, no matter what you can say about you know the relationship, if things did or didn't happen, it's a known fact that she was in the ninth grade when they met, and he's in his late twenties, almost. I think 30s. he was twenty four. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's not great. And so no matter what you think the, you know, about your father, you have to look at that fact and be like, okay, that's not right. And, and, and so when you take that into consideration, all the other stuff, yes, that, that could be a problem, you know, the, the, the throwing the, of the chair or cheating on her. Yeah. Those are problems, but, uh, there's no getting around the grooming part. There just isn't, Mm. um, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a brilliant film. It stuck with me days later. Uh, and it, it, it was interesting to me because they didn't use any Elvis music. They couldn't, but I think oh, that, honestly, I know that that brought out. Yeah. They brought that to me, that brought out another side of the film because it forced Sofia Coppola to choose music that fit more of the tone of what they were going for. And I think it actually works better that way. In my opinion, it's a, the soundtrack. It's a lot different story, a isn't it? Director, anyway. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, different yeah, story, yeah, though, isn't it, Paul? Hmm. What's that? <laughs> it's a lot different story, though, isn't it? It's a lot different perspective it, in general. It is. It is. You you really feel like you see the loneliness of somebody in this position and uh, not having a life of their own. Told, hey, you choose between me or a career. There's no other way. And you just see the isolation she experiences and, and to see her at the end, like uh, queen was saying, Priscilla eventually divorces Elvis. That's kind of the end of the movie as she goes off and has her own life. And I think there's something really beautiful about that, that she got away from that. And, uh, I mean, I felt bad for Elvis at the same time because he was addicted to pills and he wasn't, he wasn't having a good life. I mean, you could see that from the other movie that he had a lot of problems. Uh, but at the same time, I always go back to the fact, well, he groomed a freaking 14 year old. So <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> yeah. It's, and that's yeah. like what Kay Jacob was saying too. It's like, there's a lot of problems with these 
rock stars from our past, like these big influential people on music. And it's just like, they weren't, there's a lot of stuff happening behind closed doors. You didn't know about and it's, and people still just love them for what it was. If there was social media back then, I don't know if people would have been as happy about these people. I don't know if you had Twitter, if you had X whatever back then, you think that this stuff would have been out. People might've boycotted out of this, you know, they could have, as opposed to have loved yeah, them I, so much. Even. I know. And, and, you know, I think you're right about that. Lisa Marie, she wasn't alive for any of this. You know, she's yeah. a baby by the end of the movie. She's a toddler. Uh, there's just no, uh, there's no way to know what he was like really as a person because she didn't get to grow up with him. But there is a book out there of somebody that was married to him that was written. And I tend to think that she wouldn't lie about this stuff. So I, that's where I stand with it. Yeah. And she was executive producer on it too. So it's very fascinating yeah. that Lisa Marie was so divided with her mother about this before she passed. I guess she didn't want this out there. Maybe, I don't know, but it's just, it is sad. There's a lot of because weird history right here. Her father. Yeah. I think she idolized yeah. her father. I think that's what it comes down to. Well, listen, like a lot even, of people. If, even if Elvis was a terrible husband to Priscilla, if he was still a decent person, she would have wrote that in her book. But apparently he wasn't that great. Well, something else has been very normal for somebody is blood, guts, and just beating people up. And that's the Echo series coming out, everybody. And I want to talk about this very briefly because, well, I was shocked by this trailer. This trailer came out. If you haven't seen it yet, the trailer for Echo came out. Of course, this is a spinoff following Hawkeye. We're getting to the Daredevil world finally. We're going to hear about Echo and her connection to Kingpin. And you had the character introduced during Hawkeye. And then we found about the spinoffs coming and everyone online was I mean for a while I've been hearing these like oh it's gonna be crap I saw this trailer and the trailer looks freaking awesome it looks intense it looks, looks like a story but waiting they see it looks like it falls into that Netflix net like Daredevil world very well and it seemed like De Niro or D'Onofrio D'Onofrio was finally getting a chance to play his kingpin again and it looks oh, it looks great but I mean for the first time you're having a TV MA rated Disney program coming forward it looks great I mean simultaneously it's gonna release on Hulu and Disney Plus at the same time so if you're looking if you have Hulu you don't have Disney Plus, you can watch it regardless what service you have. And it's the first time a Native American and a deaf lead is out there. So it comes out January 10th. They're dropping every episode. You can check it all out. And it follows after Hawkeye. So if you haven't watched Hawkeye, you can watch it on Disney Plus and it just continues forward there. And of course, D'Onofrio's not dead. Looked like he was dead. But to me, this looks like so freaking. I, I was shocked by this trailer. I really thought it wasn't going to be. Yeah, Echo is a Marvel character. I, I really didn't think that it was going to be like this. I was very blown away by this trailer. And we had some issues watching trailers before. So put a little, little you know, hashtag like, get ready for this. We're going to watch the trailer. And if it doesn't work, tell us where we will switch right back. I think it'll be fine. I think we were trying to play music that was just like problematic in these trailers before. This should be fine. So we're going to try to watch the trailer together and reacting. If you see a problem, let us know in the chat. But anyways, here's the trailer for Echo. Let's check it out. Maya. I see everything that you are. I always have. Love Vincent. He's so good. Uh, uh, okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Fuck that vigilante. I'm here for it. Right?
So fucking. Who's the monster? <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. 100%. Nice. Wow. Right? Yeah, it looks good. I mean, shit. <laughs> not what I was expecting from this at all, right? Not what I was expecting. Dude. I'm like, they're going full into Kingpin, like full in there, brutality. She's, I mean, and they're saying this is going to show some flashbacks. We already seen the trailer, you know, tying into like the series from Hawkeye and then reintroducing Kingpin and what his connection is with her. And Daredevil's supposed to make an appearance in this as well. So that's also why people are like, they couldn't cancel it. But I'm like, I don't see why you can't. I mean, just from this trailer, you can only make a great trailer, but I mean, if this is the, the vibe of the show and the feel of it, the Kingpin is captured perfectly right here. And, and her persona too, she's actually much more badass I think in this than she was in the Hawkeye series but the Hawkeye series is very lighthearted compared to this it looks like we're finally going into this world of Daredevil that I think people want to see and going R with it and going hard and going mature Paul you see this what do you think have you had any kind of expectations for this series moving forward and does this change those uh, my expectations were honestly quite low because I I just didn't know what this could be. Like, I like the character from Hawkeye quite a lot. Uh, but, it, it, you know, I was like, where can they go with this character? You know, I, I like her from the comics, but do I really want to see a show about her? And this blew me away. Like, I, it, it, this is why I say Marvel isn't on the downward spiral that people think it is. Now, th there's a lot of stuff Marvel needs to fix, but they have such a great... Uh, cast of characters and stories to pull from that can be explored. And if created correctly and given proper time and dedication to creating the content that they want like this, I mean, from the trailer, it looks like they, they really went there with it. You know, it reminds me of the daredevil show. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it reminds right. me of, of, of the, the greatest TV show Marvel's produced, which is daredevil. Yep. And, uh, if it's a return to form for that, I am there for it. Uh, I'm a big Marvel Stan anyway. I, I recently, uh, you know, realized though, I am not a fan of the secret invasion series. That was not. Oh yeah. It was oh, horrible. Shit. It was horrible. Loki Loki season two has brought me back into the fall. I'm, I'm excited again. So it's, it's up and down with Marvel, whereas it used to be just straightforward hit after hit after hit. So hopefully this is one of the better ones. <laughs> Hello. Fingers crossed. I agree. Happy oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I know. Like, that secret invasion was just it was just trash i mean i know a lot of people were yeah. saying they want us to reboot the marvel cinematic universe to get rid of that completely we talked about that before it's like just get rid of that forget about you know nick nick with all his worries that like he's on the spaceship now forget about all that we didn't need to see any of that you know it's like and for me too it's just it just seemed like a wash they changed the directors and they changed the scripts they had a lot of issues in post-production they reshot so much for that series this seems like it's totally in the right direction to me and loki is great so far i'm excited for the finale coming up this 
week. I can't believe I'm saying this finale already. But this is like finally getting some greatness, Sabrina, right? You ready? You ready for this? You excited about this? I know, I know you weren't a huge fan of the Daredevil series on Netflix. I know that. But do you think this is good for D'Onofrio moving forward playing Kingpin again in the MCU? Uh, just Ryan Peacemaker is DC bro, not uh Marvel, but I, I feel you. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's not a, a comic book person. Um, so uh, I think it looks great. Uh, I, I, I will remind you though that the uh trailer, since you mentioned it for Secret Invasion, was you put in a special code and you could watch the first whatever few minutes. Um, and it was um. Uh, Freeman, Ma- Ma- Martin Freeman, yeah. Martin Freeman coming in and turn out this whole thing happened with him and the other guy, and it was a scroll thing, and it looked super fucking good. I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to watch it, and it was awful. So I, I, I will say what this has going for it that that didn't Vincent D'Onofrio. That's for fucking shit sure. He's amazing. Um, I love show. his rendition of Kingpin. Um, so I'm absolutely going to watch it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that I feel like uh, like you had said, uh, I, I think, uh, Paul, that um, it feels very close to uh, the original Daredevil. And I feel like maybe once this was finished, after all of the promise, uh, after all of the uh, problems, that that's why they're rebooting the new Daredevil because they wanted to match this and the tone of the uh, original Daredevil series. So maybe, you know, that's that's part of the reason they're redoing all of that stuff that they're doing with the what is it called? Reborn the new Daredevil. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah, that's what it's about. Rebooting. <laughs> right. But I feel like maybe they want it to match the tone of this and match the tone of that, which is because it's all in the same, you know, universe. Thank God. Yeah. 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 Totally. Like make it match. I know they were saying that that was more of more like a procedural lawyer show. It felt like when they got done, that's what Kevin Feige was saying, as opposed like you didn't even see him in the daredevil costume for like three or four episodes, like the first three or four episodes. Really? Yeah. That's what they were saying that that's what the leak that came out about. Of course, foggy died in the first yeah, episode foggy and Karen are gone for no reason. They're like killed off well, in the first episode. It's like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah, like what are you doing? That's yeah. what people love. They love their dynamic, and they loved his gritty fighting as Daredevil. They kept him in the you know the the vigilante costume more than his actual costume most of that series because it was just uh, like the street level hero. You know, it's out there putting random costume on and kicking some ass. So Peacemaker made Ryan laugh. Peacemaker's great. It's a fun show. Very different vibe. Very different vibe. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Very different. Yeah. Hey Jacob, you ever watched the original Daredevil? Does this give you good vibe moving forward for the franchise that that they're introducing King? pin again this way with with echo do you think this will be good or do you think that there we have to be skeptical because of just the first trailer uh daredevil was like the first comic book i ever got as a kid uh it was daredevil and punisher and i fell in love with the punisher and started reading all that but yes the show from netflix i loved it it was great um i really like the vibes that i got from this trailer i fucking love vincent d'onofrio he is an amazing kingpin Mm -hmm. and his character is just so much more badass uh and he looks great in this and i love the dynamic that it's showing like is she his protege or his fucking lap dog slash guard dog like her his personal pit bull he can sick onto people like i i love where it's showing me this is going um also it's it's really funny i actually got a chance to go to uh the uaii powwow this last saturday with my uh, girlfriend and my kid and they had a stand where they were at the booth they were showing this trailer uh i 
I walked past it because I I thought it was you know producers trying to promote a film because actors can't. So I was like, I don't want to give them my time. I feel kind of bad because that's clearly not what they were there for. They were actually promoting to show at the powwow, like, hey, this is a really good native representation. It's what they are claiming, but they're backing it up yeah. with seats. They have a crew behind this. Uh, they have a producer from Reservation Dogs. They have uh, You're right. a lot of indigenous uh not just native americans but indigenous uh folks from around the world they have an uh, i believe an australian aborigines uh coming in uh to direct some of the episodes so like it's not just on screen but behind the camera that they had a really good native representation crew um as someone who has a child that is native uh i'm really excited that i can finally show him a superhero that he can relate to and he can like you know feel awesome about not just himself but his culture who he is and not only is it a superhero it looks like it's a badass vigilante like you know yeah justice i fucking love that that's punisher like that's dope um I, and also hell yeah, hell yeah. involved in this like i heard uh, T- uh tantu cardinal and graham green are in this shit like that's classic actors that's like dances with wolves territory like you're talking amazing cast so like way to step it up disney um hopefully the ball's not dropped and the show is really well done because i would like to see more. i want to see I want to see so many more Native American superheroes. That is so fucking cool. Like I, I was on and, set and for uh, right. Perry Mason. Yeah, I was on set for Perry Mason, and I got to talk to uh, one of the main actors on the show. And I was like, you know who you need to play a Thunderbird from the X Men. He's a Native American. And he was yeah, like, I know awesome. that character. Yes. And yeah, <laughs> perfect casting in my eyes. But I want to see characters like that brought to life. That would be so badass. And that this looks great. And you were saying, uh, what is it called? The UIAA or? Uh, so the United UAII? American Indian Involvement is a, um, it's a non-for-profit that's here in Los Angeles that helps out Native American people. Uh, and they yeah. put on a powwow. Uh, there's a ton of powwows all the time. Uh, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm white bread from the South. So I had no clue about this till I started dating my amazing girlfriend who gave me a little bit of culture. And these powwows are incredible. You get to go and see uh, the Native culture, that community. It's community. It's dancing. Is it still it's going on? Because we had stuff like that. This was we just had stuff this, like that back in the south too. There's yeah, they're few and far between back home. Uh, but yeah. out here, uh, I believe we go to one. There's there's at least one once a month. Uh, we try to go to as many as we can because again, it's important for my son to to know his culture and his his history and everything and his community. Uh, and it's important for my girlfriend. And so as someone who wants to be a part of that, I'm really excited that, you know, me being a movie guy, I don't know much, but now I can finally be like, look, I found something awesome. Let's watch this show and give them something cool to, to root for information about that. Cause I, I would love to check that out. Oh, it's great. Uh, and that's something cool too about the show. I was also reading that the producers involved and the writers got together with the main actress and some other folks that uh, believe the producer from Reservation Dogs, uh, that they yeah. took them to a powwow. And I believe it was in Oklahoma because they, they actually changed the native character to be from the Choctaw tribe instead of Blackfeet because they felt that in the comics with the Blackfeet, it was kind of convoluted. Again, there's not proper representation. So by changing to Choctaw, they were able to incorporate a better story that's more coherent and makes sense and is respectable um it's appropriate uh and so that's kind of cool to me that they took the crew to a powwow because they were saying like i can 
talk to them till my face goes blue about native culture and representation and what should be happening. But they're like, I just got to take them to a powwow so they can see it. And so they took the crew to the powwow to see what's going on. And like, they got to see all the regalia. And, and there That's was so a scene cool. in the uh, trailer that was really awesome. It showed them in the regalia dancing at the powwow or for what it looked like to me, but it could be a flashback to like some kind of cool ancient culture, you know, flashback for her, who knows what's going on with that storyline. Yeah. But yeah, all, all in all, I'm pretty excited about this. I, I hope it does turn out well, and I hope that they do right by it because it's a really big step, uh, and it, it's really good because, especially for the native community, coming coming off of the uh, the amazing hype behind Reservation Dogs uh, to be moving forward with another project and showing proper representation, I think that's awesome. Uh, I, I mean, there's enough white guy heroes out there. There's enough daredevils. Yeah, so I'm happy oh, that there's more. Now I'm watching. <laughs> now. <laughs> now I'm going to go watch actually... Reservation Dogs tonight. So oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Another yeah. show to start. Damn it! And that That's was so Cindy. Uh, uh, Sydney Freeland is the actual creator of that too, Thank who's you, doing Cindy this as well. Yes. Yeah, and she was the one that was oh, really? pushing for a lot of this representation, yeah. and she said it just means a lot to her. Even it was a whole thing she was talking about pitching yeah. this show in general because it wasn't something that Marvel was looking to do right away. But she had the whole pitch pack put together. I really hope, based off this trailer, I'm excited about. It. I really hope it's going to be great for the presentation, and also for Marvel to have their first MA character come forward and kicks ass and is fantastic, and everyone loves her, and then she can springboard forward in the daredevil series and she can be everywhere you know hopefully well, also i think it's i mean i'm sure everyone knows but she's not just native american she's also deaf yeah so that's huge. pretty fucking badass well, too deaf as well and daredevil by yeah, the way you're like we have well. enough white heroes like daredevil he's fucking blind so he's just not a regular white dude so he's pretty <laughs> badass too okay bad i'm just saying bad. fair point sure. so you <laughs> want the universe where there's yeah, well, that's what I mean. So, I think that's, no, no, I mean, yeah. she, she has one leg. Oh, yeah. yeah she has one yeah. leg, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 But so also... It's really good to see that diversity, though. You're right, Sabrina. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a fun universe where, like, a blind superhero and, you know, a deaf... I don't, I don't know if you want to call her a villain. I, I don't, We don't know what she is I yet, I guess. Lanty. But initially, though, she was a villain in Hawkeye. Like, in, okay. in yeah. you know, for... I mean, technically, right? But there is a question about that. They do bring that into question, which is why I think they're doing the spinoff, because it's like, oh, why is she doing what she's doing? She finds out these things, and then... You know what I mean? So it makes sense, like, that they want to give her a backstory about this. But, like, you know, watching Hawkeye, you're like... She's, it, it, when she first shows up, she's a villain, 100%. Um, you know, but I think it's great in, in a world where you have, obviously, Vincent D'Onofrio being amazing, and then you have a blind you know, hero or vigilante and then a, a, a deaf hero or vigilante or villain or however you, however you want to classify it. I just think it's amazing to have so much diversity in like one little like piece of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Queen said earlier that there are so many Native American heroes and there are so many heroes of, of everything, different colors, they, uh, different races, different, uh, you know, ailments, disabilities, whatever the fuck. And they have not done that for a really long time. And I'm glad that they're finally starting to get their shit together and represent everybody as a fucking whole instead of just making it, you know, Superman. And I know that it's not Marvel. I know it's DC, but I'm just saying like the the classic shit that you see all the fucking time. Like I'm, I'm really glad that they're, you know, doing, doing justice to the comics. I like that too, doing justice comics, but also they're doing justice to the community of people that they're trying to represent because Queen is right. There is a ton of Native American characters. You are right, Sabrina. There's a ton of people of color superheroes out there. But so my point is, is that the comics did that. The comics, the comics did that, but yeah. they're not doing it. The, yeah. the film the industry is not doing it. 
But what I like is the film industry, it seems to be stepping up to a point where like not only are they showing the representation on screen, but behind the camera as well, which means they're getting appropriate representation. Yeah, 100%. Love- yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be great. And it's a good step in the right direction for a ton of actors. uh, Sorry, a ton of characters, superhero (laughs) characters out there of different ethnicities to finally get that representation on screen and behind. And I'm here for it 100 percent. And I hate to burst your bubble on this, though, but yeah, they are doing that. But they're also apparently going back to some of their roots. And Robert Downey uh, Jr. is apparently uh, signed on to come back <laughs> as Iron Man. And then uh, we do a feature story of the night. Come on. So Marvel apparently talked about this last week, a big shakeup there talking about they had that retreat where they were saying they're going back to the original Avengers. Well, now it's been leaking that Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans have signed on to come back as Iron Man and Captain America. And now this is still like they haven't made the official announcement, but they were already talking about the stuff leaked that they were already, you know, having the idea of it coming back during this retreat. Now the retreat happened during all this. Now, would they have signed on earlier? Is it actually happening? I think it is. I think it's just a matter of time. And I think this just makes sense. Robert Downey Jr. apparently didn't even want Iron Man killed in the first first place when they actually did the snap. Why would he? He didn't want to die. There was a whole battle going back and forth, and they thought it'd be a good idea for the ending of the storyline. He didn't think so. And then he walked away. And of course, he's doing other roles that are like Oppenheimer that are fantastic. He's a phenomenal actor, but he's Iron Man. He's fucking Iron Man. He really started this whole train. And people miss Iron Man. There were people were so upset when he died. And people have been calling for him to come back. And then people are like, well, maybe you don't need to do that. But honestly, there doing Secret Wars. The idea is he's coming to Secret Wars. Chris Evans, you know, he needed a time away. He'll come back too. But I think this is just real. I think this is happening. It's, you know, it's one of those leaks that have been floating around over the weekend after all this other stuff came out. They're like, well, they re-signed on before the strikes to come back because they've been amping up to figure out what they're going to do now. Of course, the Jonathan Major thing came out. We're kind of slowed some stuff down. They haven't really been talking about it, but this just makes sense to me. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man again. He can be a variant. He can be pulled before he died, and they bring him to battle world and he fights you know all the because again battle world all the heroes all the villain villains get together and they fight because of beyonder to see who is the best good or evil and of course iron man is a very big part of that captain america is a big part of that spider man is a big part of that and if you're gonna do it why would you not have robert downey jr of course you'd have him to come back so this is just like something that i'm waiting for marvel to have the big release video and it'll be the big thing captain america will be running and he'll be flying and it'll be a big old thing and you know it'll happen soon it'll probably happen after we have a deal and they can actually start talking about it and they start deciding who's actually going to be running forward if they're going to have Kang or if they're going to switch over to Dr. Doom like the rumor around there they're talking about doing that because of all the, the drama and they said that Kang didn't do that well but this just makes sense to me I believe this is true honestly I, I can't imagine it not being true if you're doing Secret Invasion or Secret War you're going to have Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man you have to cool bring him back Queen says yeah he's going to come back he's going to come back it's happening what do, you, what do you think Paul right you see this you believe this or do you not believe this do you think it's just like he wouldn't do it again would he not touch it again i do believe it's uh it's in the air i think it it's a possibility do i want it to happen no like i i just think he went out perfectly he there was no there's no reason to bring him back unless they're desperate which might be the possibility (laughs) because marvel's kind of they're not having the hits like they used to without you know the core three people or four people or the core Avengers. Uh, 
and I think that it is a it is a possibility because of that. I, I but I really don't. I feel strongly that Marvel needs to move on and find a new way, because it, it just ended so well. Why why yeah. bring it back and and do the same thing? Oh, and even the reboot we've been talking about they're going to recast the entire Avengers lineup. I'm just like, come on, let, we already did it. We already did it. Let's move on to something new. And let's do it right. And that's, you know, that's look at your mistakes that you made, which are plentiful, and and cha- and go from there. Yeah, yeah. But that's so, that's the big I, I debate too, there, Paul. That's yeah. the big debate. Like, yeah, I mean, do you touch that legacy? Well, like, it, it was. You're right. It's a good ending, right? It's a great ending. Do you touch that? Does it tarnish everything he's done if you touch that and just bring him back? It could, couldn't it? It, it could. It possibly could. Because let's be honest, Endgame was probably where Marvel should have ended their movies because it was like <laughs> the perfect it, a culmination of everything that they built up to. And it went out on a high note and everything after that. Uh, well, no, there's been highlights here and there. It just hasn't been as exciting building up to the next big thing. So maybe they should have just stopped. I, I know they would never do that because it makes a billion dollars, too much money, but it's like, it's just too much money. But you know, from a, from an artistic standpoint, it's like, do we really need to keep going? I mean, and, and to, if Robert Jr. does come back, if they bring a dump truck of money and pull up to his house and he says, fine, I'll come back as Iron Man. He could, he could, uh, but he has to take into consideration. And I, that's another thing I would say why he would say no is because he's doing other things that are smaller and more intimate. And I mean, he's already being talked about an Oscar for Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah. He's doing things that he wants to do. He's made that, that uh, documentary about his father senior. I I mean, I don't know why he would want to come back to this, honestly. Yeah. I mean, 25 million, 25 million bucks, maybe, you know, so he's, already, ready, they, he's already got just as much money as Tony Stark in real life. It's Why true. He is pretty much Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> That's the question. Yeah, Sabrina, does he need more? <laughs> Sabrina, does he need more money? I mean, a, a, apparently everyone needs more. That's basically the, the, the format of life on earth, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I love him as Iron Man. Honestly, I don't see, uh, I don't, I mean, let's be clear. Iron Man kind of put Marvel on the upward swing, right? Like they, they fucking, that's when everything started going really well for them. And they started making shit tons of money and it just started, it was like a, he was like, he was the, the embers that built the fire that Marvel thrived upon for years until fucking Endgame, Right. So if you're Marvel, obviously you're going to want want to bring back the kindling to start the fucking fire again. Obviously. I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. That being said, also, he's fucking awesome. And, you know, I would like to watch him in anything. So if he came back as Iron Man, not just for me, but like I can like any person who was a Marvel fan that's maybe disillusioned or kind of annoyed or like, yeah, then whatever the fuck, I'm kind of over it. If they were like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. is back as Iron Man, I'm gonna go see that shit. So it'll boost their box office, like period. Like it'll just it'll give them what they want, which is money. 
you know, and it'll give the fans what they want, which is more of what they never want to take away in the first place, yeah. you know, but at the same yep. time, I'm not saying that I don't disagree. I like, I, I agree, Paul, like move on. That's it. It's done. You made your choice. It was stupid. I don't like it. And I also agree with like a lot of the stuff in the chat, you know, Edward was saying, Queen was also saying, um, you know, that, back all the time. Yeah. There's like, now there's, now that the multiverse has been introduced, that's it. You can do anything you want at any time. You can bring back anyone anywhere. Oh, this person's from this timeline. This part. It's like, it's a shit show and it's very convoluted and it's kind of annoying. Ironically, the show that kind of delves into it the most is Loki, and it's like my favorite Marvel show. It's so so good. I'm very conflicted upon this. Um, I don't like it. But it's just, but no, because you have that that makes it acceptable for every other offshoot of Marvel to do the same fucking thing, which is really fucking annoying. So I don't know how I feel about it. I'm confused. I'm I'm super down with him as Iron Man. I love him in anything, but he was amazing. I understand why Marvel wants to do that. And to be clear, I will go fucking see it. However, Hello. is it a great idea? I don't know. I, I kind of agree with Paul that we should move in another direction. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm I, torn I too. Say, but... though, I'm sorry. I just want to say that okay. if Robert Downey Jr. came back, of course, I'm going to be there opening night. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Who isn't? Yeah. Who isn't? Yeah. yeah. Take so my money. That's, that's why they're making it, Paul. That's why they're making it. Yep. Yep. Take, take my money. I'm part. I'm part of the problem. You are. You are. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, are you part of the problem? Are you there opening night if he's coming back to be Iron Man? What do you think? Is it worth it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to be there opening night. Uh, I, I do agree a lot with what Paul was saying, you know, uh, about like, why, why are we doing this? Uh, you know, and we we just got done discussing the amazing diversity that they're doing now with all these new, fresh superheroes. And we haven't even gotten into the LGBTQIA community of superheroes. It's like there's so much new, fresh stuff out there they could be doing now. And, you know, Sabrina said, too, like, yes, Robert Downey Jr., he, his Iron Man helped put Marvel on the map. It made superhero movies what they are today. And I'm thankful for that. But do we really need another rich, white 1% coming back to the superhero universe? Like, he went out like a boss. He can be applauded and revered and respected. Move the fuck forward. Let's keep going forward. Keep going forward. Like, I, I don't understand why they want to do that. And also, like, I understand that with the multiverse, it does open up the doors to do this, to bring back, you know, characters from the dead. It's what the comics do. But it's also yeah. where the comics get really convoluted and you start to kind of go, what the fuck are you doing? And that's why yeah. every 10 to 20 years, they just go, all right, Flashpoint, reset the fucking universe. Like, every fucking Start time. over again. Time to start over. Like really this never happened. And it's like, come on. That's why it's really hard for me to get into Marvel and DC nowadays. Uh, unless a, a creator comes along and, and writes something amazing like Scott Snyder or something. But most of the time I stick to more like horror comics or, or one shots or, Same. you know, off, off the beaten path stuff. Uh, Invincible's image. amazing. Anything image makes. Image, image, image is amazing. Yeah, yeah everything. And they're doing they a live do. action Invincible too. That's happening yep. as well. They've been working on that. Hell yeah. So, they don't, they don't yeah. need the live action. The animation is fan-fucking-tastic. It, yeah. it is. I just watched season two, episode one last night. It's and so it great. Is Same here. Perfect. That, yeah. But everybody gets excited about it. They want to see the live action version. Who's going to play that? And as movie theaters go, they want to they get people in those theaters. So they just make more live action projects. But I don't need another white knight to come back from the dead. Like, we just don't need him. We got plenty <laughs> yeah. of white knights. Let's move the fuck forward. I'm going to say, though, I think he's coming. I think he's coming. And I I'm think sure Chris Evans we'll is coming. Money. We'll do it. Yep. 
I just think that even though they're worried a little bit, it sounds like after all these reports have come out, they want to bring back the OG Avengers. And of course you need Robert Downey Jr. to make that happen. So regardless, if it's good for business, if they execute it well and it makes fans happy, I'm not going to be complaining. Like good for the fans. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't, I don't see it happening, (laughs) but but, Hey, maybe I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love to be proven wrong. We're going to find out soon enough because we'll get back to work. When we finally get back to work, more announcements will come. This is just little stuff trickled here and there, of course. (laughs) Rumor mill, because that's what happens. Like People are just trying to put their ear to the ground and find some kind of news because of what's been happening right now. But a strike will end eventually. I'm saying Iron Man's coming back. Just saying. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for being here today on Cruise Control. Appreciate you as always. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great time hanging out with us today. Just talking about the news, having a good time with some friends, shooting the shit, and talking about movies. Love doing it, everybody. So, love y'all being here. Thank you so much. Hey, Jacob, thank you for being back here on Cruise Control as always. Happy third Monday in a row, I think this is. Hey, uh, yeah. be- before you bolt out of here, can you give everybody one more pitch for your show before you take off? Talk about the IPA Sessions podcast. What's going on? What's happening? What's new? Yes. Uh, first of all, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Sabrina, for having me back on. Paul, it was awesome to get to chat with you, man. Uh, I like the way you, you think. You too. Uh, it's nice to see a fellow, Same. you know, redneck. And uh, yeah, IPA, <laughs> oh <my>. Sessions <laughs> <Podcast>. <laughs> IPA Sessions Podcast. It's a podcast for any artists. Come on over, check out the show. Uh, if you, you know, want to be an aspiring actor, musician, uh, a, a paintbrush, you know, cr- acrylic, whatever it is in the art form that you want to do, and you're not sure how to go about it come listen to some of my episodes check it out i got indie wrestlers on there i've got professional stunt women on there like it's a great show i got brian on there i got sabrina on there we've been there how we do this stuff come check out the show and and just be inspired to know that like hey you can do this uh and just last week i put out a new episode it's uh the sag strike update and there is a strike uh wga strike uh, episode as well featuring uh brian and many other talented people it'll fill you in if you're not aware of what's going on if you're confused by all this and what's happening listen to those special episodes i put out it's great it uh really helps break things down to make people understand what's going on it's it's uh for the is it the layman is that the correct term for the the layman it's for everybody it's for, <laughs> for everybody yeah for everybody or especially for Loser. people not involved in the industry it really does help understand where the Sequin. industry is coming from uh and i have a new uh episode coming out every two weeks and i believe this friday i will have another one up and running so check it out ipa sessions nice. and Thank you again for having me on. I love being nice. here. Nice. Appreciate having you here too. Appreciate it. Appreciate everybody. Check out IPA Sessions. Also, Paul Allen Dixon, thank you so much for being back here again from Film Vets. He's an awesome actor. I've known him for years now. We did a play together. I love him so much. He's a great guy. And uh, give everybody a pitch about Film Vets before we take off here. Tell everybody about the show before we take off. Yeah, Film Vets is uh, a channel that a friend of mine from the military and I, my camera's being stupid. Sorry, I'm going to turn that off. You made Yeah, I know, right? Uh, a friend of mine made, and we talk about entertainment. Uh, we do trailer reactions, but we also do interviews with people who were, well, we're in the military and are in the entertainment industry. And we also do... Uh, all kinds of information about what we're going to be getting into information about becoming actors as a veteran and uh, also doing, uh, you know, our own skit shows and things like that. Sketch shows, skit shows. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we, we're, we're jumbling around, but we're having fun doing it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're always happy to just talk about movies, comics and TV shows. 
Nice. Yeah. I'll be checking it out. Awesome. Okay. Check it out. Check it out. Thank you for coming back here, Paul. Appreciate you. Good chatting again. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah. My lovely co-host, Miss Sabrina Vittori. Thank you for coming back here again on a Monday. Happy to have you here. Hope you have a good rest of your day as well. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you, Edward, Queen, Ryan, GR, everybody in the chat. If I forgot you, I'm sorry. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate it. We love you guys. You make the show what it is. It's so much more fun when you're here than us just like waxing poetic about whatever. It's so nice to get your input on things. So I really appreciate y'all for coming in here and uh, for being here. Queen, love our veterans. Absolutely. I fully agree gr would love to hear that as well as he is also a vet um <laughs> love you guys so much thank you so much for being here and uh um we'll see you next time yeah yeah and if you like the show please like it right now liking goes a long way for us tell your friends you know to like it as well if they pop in or if you tell that chin chill to do it because we gotta keep spreading the love i think we're at like 690 i think we're at 690 now subscribers sabrina 691 691 right. they keep going up I love it, I love it, I love it. Thank you so much for spreading the love. Please tell everybody you got to like and subscribe. Join our Patreon if you can. And as always, tell your friends, your family, your uncles, your aunts, your grandmas, your grandpas, your great-grandmas, your great-grandpas, who had children that came to life and they love you so much that they subscribed to Cruise Control. They told you to subscribe to Cruise Control and they had kids that came around the world and came back to some places where they didn't even know where they were at and they still subscribed and they still came and checked it out and they chatted with us live, they joined us live, followed their marsupilamis, their chinchillas, their kangaroos, their bats, their beavers, or all their fucking animals like the salmon the fucking Fish. The fish are doing it now. I saw it last night. Salmon subscribe. He said, fuck yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I love cruise control. To everybody out there, please like and subscribe. Keep that growth going. We love you so much. We'll see you back on our hump day edition on Wednesday. And until then, everybody, see ya.